This is episode number 234 of the Fearless Presentations podcast, the fastest, easiest way to eliminate public speaking fear. Absolutely eliminate public speaking fear. This podcast is the answer. Here's the guy who literally wrote the book on fearless presentations, Doug Stannard. Hey, welcome to Fearless Presentations. I'm Doug Stannard, CEO of the Leaders Institute, and my goal is to help you become a fearless and confident speaker and presenter. Merry Christmas, everybody. On this episode, I'm going to give you the best ways to start a successful presentation so that you can win over your audience members. Um, by the way, these are a few of my, my favorite ways to start a speech that will help you kind of capture the attention of your audience and, and get even the most stoic of crowds to want to, to hear more from you. The episode is brought to you by fearlesspresentations.com. So if you're looking for a fast way to reduce public speaking fear or become a more persuasive speaker, we've got two-day public speaking classes coming up in Phoenix, Dallas, Tampa, Los Angeles, Denver, Philadelphia, Boston, Washington, D.C., Miami, Cincinnati, St. Louis, Minneapolis, and Salt Lake City. We've also got a virtual class coming up in January. So for more details about any of those classes or any of our upcoming schedule classes, just go to fearlesspresentations.com for details. So the title today is Seven Dynamic Ways to Start a Presentation, and I'm going to give you some examples of each one of these things. So if you're looking for ways to start a presentation that are really, really dynamic, you're in the right place. The opening of the speech is really one of the most important parts of the presentation. You, you really want to make a good first impression. And in addition, you also want the audience to kind of see you as the subject matter expert. And you've probably been there. I know we've all been in a situation where we designed this fantastic, powerful speech. It's awesome. Best speech that I've ever prepared. And then we nervously kind of walk out on stage or in front of the room and the audience kind of stares with skepticism written all over their faces. And the stoic crowd has no patience for speakers who waste their time. And their demeanor is kind of showing that fact as you begin to say your first words. So in a timid voice, we kind of start with a really simple, uh, good morning, and we absolutely we get no response from them, uh, no warm welcome at all. And as a result, our nervousness can actually increase. The good news is that your speech doesn't have to start this way. You can, you, your first words will help you create a really good first impression. So in this, in this session, I'm going to give you some of the best ways I've ever found to start a presentation so that you can win over those audience members much more quickly. Um, we're going to help you capture their attention and, and change even that stoic crowd to be on your side and, and get them to want more from you. So here's the list of the seven things that, that uh, seven different ways anyway, that you can start your presentation. So the first and really the easiest way to start your presentation is to give a summary and a conclusion of what you're talking about at the beginning of the presentation. <laughs> the, the first tip, it's the easiest way to start a presentation. Start with a summary of the content of your presentation right at the beginning. As a speaker, 
you got a lot going against you. The biggest challenge that most people who, who are in your audience have is that they would rather be somewhere else other than listening to your stupid speech. So starting with the conclusion actually gives them a reason to tune in and pay attention to the rest of the content. By the way, TV shows and movies, they do this a lot. The first scene, for instance, in Titanic um, is the 90-year-old Rose um, wheeling onto the salvage ship. And immediately she asks the captain that she, she wants to, to see her painting. And she's looking at the painting and she turns to her granddaughter and says, wasn't I a dish? You know, that kind of thing. Um, we, we all know the story of Titanic. But by starting 70 years into the future, we also already know that somehow this woman is going to survive the tragedy. So we want to pay attention to see exactly how she did it. They're giving us the end at the beginning of the of the movie. You can do the same thing within your presentations. Um, you can also probably recall Netflix or Paramount Plus or, or Amazon uh, TV shows that you've seen recently where there's a, a flashback at the beginning of the of the show to an earlier time. And, and you can create that same type of effect in your presentation. Uh, and it's really, really easy. All you really have to do is just introduce your title or actually add a conclusion into the title and, and put that right up front and then lay out each of the main bullet points that you're going to cover that's going to lead them to that conclusion. You know, for instance, my topic today is five ways to get your executives to increase their your department budget. And the items that we're going to cover are number one, number two, number three, number four, number five. It, it works really, really easy. And the cool thing is, is that you're going to have that title and your five key points on your visual aid. So it will reduce your nervousness pretty dramatically as, as well. So this is really the easiest way to start a presentation. You can use that single PowerPoint slideshow as your visual aid. FYI, you can also use the same technique at the end of the presentation as your conclusion. So a second option for starting your presentation is to start with a compelling story. Uh, a, a good personal story about the topic at hand really captures the, the attention of the audience. And it can also sometimes insert humor right at the beginning of the presentation. I use this a lot, by the way. When, when I start my fearless presentations classes, a lot of times I will start by telling the story about how I screwed up my first presentation and it's why I went to my first public speaking class in the first place. It, it, it's funny. It, I think it's funny. <laughs> I don't think it's, I, I think it's funny now. I didn't think it was funny when it was happening to me, you know, 30 years ago, but a lot of times it kind of sets people at ease. It, it makes the start of the, of the class way more fun and interesting and, uh, and, and makes it to where uh, it, it helps um, me make that connection with my audience. Uh, I'll give you another example. I taught a private class for Mitsubishi um, a while back, and I could tell walking into the room that this was going to be a really tough crowd because the culture of the predominantly Japanese company is fairly quiet and fairly conservative. So most often when I introduce myself to class members, as they come into the room, they're warm and they're friendly. And since I'm the guest in their office, most of the time they're trying to kind of make me feel at home. They're offering me a drink or showing me where the restrooms are and something, but none of that happened here, by the way. <laughs> the And by the way, the, the Mitsubishi organizer did some of that here as well. But as the participants kind of came into the room, each one of them walked in without saying a word. 
And each one of them sat down with their laptops and quietly began tapping on their, their keyboards. And I did my best to try to get them to open up, but very few of them were laughing at my jokes as I was kind of trying to break the, the ice a little bit. Um, very few of them were smiling at me as I asked them questions. It was a really, really tough crowd. So when I started the class, I knew I needed something that would help me help the group relate to me. So I, I decided to go into a fairly detailed version of that experience that I was telling you about where I actually absolutely just bombed the speech. I had a lot of self-deprecating humor to the story. And then afterward, the mood in the room, had kind of lightened up quite a bit. Um, it, it was an easy way to get the audience to feel more at ease and become more relatable for me to re become more relatable to them as well. So stories are an easy addition to any speech. For instance, if you're giving a, a project report, you can start with a memorable event that occurred on the project sometime since the last time you met. Or if you're giving a financial report where profit is up, just give them some great example of something that happened that caused profit to increase during that time frame. Really easy, and it also helps you reduce your nervousness pretty dramatically as well. Another fun presentation starter is to start with what I call a startling statistic. According to a recent Forbes article, 10% of people love speaking in front of groups. 10% actually have a phobia about speaking to groups. And the remaining 80% fall somewhere in between those two. So by doing a little research, you can often find a good and or startling statistic that you can use to capture attention quickly. You can also create a good introduction by phrasing the statistic as, as more of a provocative statement as well. For instance, let's say that you're giving a financial presentation where revenue for your company was up 2.5% last quarter. You might look for the statistics for your industry as a whole and in that same quarter Maybe you start with that data. The electronics industry as a whole was up 3.4% last quarter. However, our company underperformed the industry with only a 2.5% increase in revenue. So the easiest way to find statistics about your topic is really to just Google search it. Basically, whatever topic that you're speaking on, just put type, type that topic in and then just put the word statistic after it hit enter. And you, you'll get some pretty good examples. Like here are a few examples that I that I use to get some of these statistics. Um, uh, I did a Google search for popular TED Talks. And I came up with an article about the 25 most shared TED Talk videos. I just pasted the name of the TED Talks into Google with the word statistic at the end of it. So like I said, you can create, you can do this for any topic. So these were the five most, just five random TED Talks. I used their topic title and just put the word statistic at the end of it. Um, so like one of the TED Talk names was, Does School Kill Creativity? This was the, the statistic that I came, that, that Google gave me as a, as a result. According to a benchmark study by Adobe, eight in 10 people feel that unlocking creativity is critical to economic growth, and more than half of those surveys feel that creativity is being stifled by their education systems. <laughs> it was the first result that I got when I typed that in. Uh, the, the next topic was your body language may shape who you are. I just typed that in with the word statistic after it. We receive 82% of information from what we see, 11% from what we hear, and only 7% by all the other senses in the body combined. 
Another topic was how great leaders inspire action. Type that in with statistic, and I got 84% of organizations anticipate a shortfall in leaders within the next five years. So it's really easy to create compelling statistics to get your audience to think differently about your topic just as you begin to speak. Uh, by the way, here's a, a little bonus tip. Combine more than one of these intros for even more impact. So you can combine the, the last two tips for, for more impact. Uh, place a statistic along with a story of how you found that statistic at the beginning of your presentation. By the way, that's what I did in the in the as I was explaining it to you, as I just typed in that topic and Google, that turns it into a story because now you're seeing me type on my computer. It creates kind of a story format. Um, here's another example. Uh, I remember watching Jerry Seinfeld do a stand-up bit. Um, he mentioned that the fear of public speaking was the number one fear in America. Then he looked down the list and saw that the fear of death was number five. So you're five times more likely to rather be in the casket than up giving the eulogy at a, at a funeral. Uh, so the key to each of these first tips is that they increase the retention of information from your audience. So for instance, using the summary technique, you give your audience an introduction with your presentation topic and your key points. Then as you go through each point, they hear each one of them again. Finally, you summarize the points at the end of the presentation, and that way your audience is now more likely to remember those, those key points because of this subtle repetition. A good story also increases retention. Stories have a way of creating visual images in the mind of your audience that's, that's more memorable than just facts alone. Um, and a startling statistic actually gets the audience to think differently. Is that really true? So they pay more attention. So this seems like a really good stopping point for this week. So I'm going to give you the rest of the presentation starters next week. And we're going to start with ways that will help you really capture the attention of the audience, get them to really pay attention to you in those first couple of seconds. Some of them are going to be by inserting humor and, and some other things along the way. So we'll see you next week. Subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week.